Welcome to the Shop Small Society podcast. My name is Erica Bevel. I'm a product-based business educator, boutique owner, and online retail queen with a passion for helping small businesses make more money doing what they love. I started my first business at 18 in my mom's basement and left corporate at the age of 23 with a mission to make a positive impact on this world through empowering women just like you. I'm so thrilled you found this podcast and I'm so thankful you're here. Now let's do this thing. Welcome back to the Shop Small Society podcast. Today I have a special guest here with me in person, Jessie Lammers. She is the owner of Frolic and Bloom Photography, and I'm going to let her kind of tell her story, introduce herself, um, tell about how she got started. Yes, I sure will. Uh, thank you for having me here, yes. first of all. I'm super excited. <laughs> So I started my business in 2017 um, after I had my uh, second daughter. I had just started working for ho- from home for a company and um, definitely needed a little bit of like a creative outlet. I've never been very technical. Um, I tried to do photography a couple times before and it just didn't work out for me. And for whatever reason this time the stars just kind of aligned and I was able to pick up the more technical aspects of it and have just kind of ran with it since then. Um, I started, I was working um, full-time while building my business until um, the middle of 2020 um, when I quit my corporate career and did photography full-time. So it's been fun. That's awesome. It's been a ride. I um, definitely know what it feels like to work full-time and build your business. It's not easy. And I'm sure with having kids, Mm -hmm. it's like even more. Um, so yeah, and some people on here even are still working full time and building their business. Um, what would, what advice would you give to somebody that is building their business and working full time still? There's a couple of things that I would probably say, uh, the first, like kudos to you cause it is not easy. Um, but it is 100% worth it. I think, um, to have that a lot of us have this, desire to do something more like they have a passion or a purpose or they just don't feel completely fulfilled with what they're doing and sometimes it can get overwhelming and sometimes I can't tell you the number of times that I would sit there and just say I'm gonna quit like I I can't do this anymore I'm gonna stop I'm just gonna be I'll try and get used to doing the normal nine to five stuff I'll just be boring it'll be fine um and then you know after a couple of days of wallering in my like I don't know what you want to call it, but um, then I would just kind of get back on the wagon. So it's okay to have those little meltdowns, take all the time you need, um, but don't give up. Um, Keep working and working towards your goals and you'll make it there eventually. Yeah. I think something that I really used is the fact that I didn't necessarily like my job that much and I used that to drive me harder in my business and to make it happen quicker, I guess. So like each day I would go in and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm not meant to do this. Like, this is so vanilla for me. Yes. I'm like, uh, I need to do something more than this. So, um, yeah, that really drove me to really push my business. And it's really cool, too, that you can use, like, your 9-to-5 income to start your business. You know, you're not having to take out a bunch of money and um, go into a bunch of debt because you can kind of use your nine to five income. Absolutely. Um, I think especially with uh, me, cause like I said, I had two kiddos whenever we started, uh, whenever I started photography and I have three kiddos now. And so I think that having that, um, nine to five job and having that structure and having that extra income, mm-hmm. like gave me the, 
what's the word, like, gave me the courage to go forward. Because yeah. I really didn't have anything to lose. Um, yeah. I was just, for a while, I was just having fun. And I, I try to keep that same um, energy even now. Like, if I realize I'm getting kind of um, overwhelmed in business, I'm like, okay, well, how can I get back to the having fun part? Because whenever yeah. I'm having fun, I feel like magical things happen. Yes, for sure. I feel like we all kind of get like that. We get, like, well, today we're we're kind of talking about like burnout and just I feel like we go through the motions in our business mm-hmm. and it's like okay wait we need to go back and look at like why we started this um like what we love most about doing this and what's fun for us I think that's really important yeah I think that it's really easy to get caught up in um because when you have a purpose or you have a passion, there's two parts to it, right? There's the part where you're doing something bigger for other people. Like, mm-hmm. you know that there's a mission or a voice. That there's something that you want to give to the world. But it's also about yourself, too. And I think it's okay to be a little selfish sometimes and be like, okay, what what do I need right now? Or what do I want in my business? Um, because, honestly, this is the same for business and for parenthood. Like, whenever you're happy and you're living in this, like, fun space and you're living in this... Um, just grounded space, you're going to give more to the world than you are when you're frazzled or overwhelmed or burnt out. Yeah. I feel like that's like for life in general, like just have fun. Don't take things so serious. And Mm -hmm. I think if everybody, I think if everybody in this world was able to, um, figure out exactly what it is that they wanted or needed and just like go out and do it, that there would be like the world would be such a beautiful place. Yeah, for real. How was it for you whenever you transitioned from working your business part-time to working your business full-time? What struggles did you go through with that? Well, I think the first thing was I had this, um, I had this idea that whenever I went from working full-time to being able to be in my business full-time, it was going to be this like magical, beautiful shift and like everything was just going to be great and wonderful. And, um, there were so many wonderful parts and, you know, I think it's important to mention that. And I'm so grateful for being able to do that and to continue to do that. But um, there was also, like, a lot of things that I had to figure out still, Mm -hmm. even after being, you know, even after having my business for a couple of years. And then there were a lot of things that I struggled with. Um, Learning to set boundaries was one of them. Um, I'm one of those people that whenever I get, like, a message on my phone or a ding on my phone or something, like... I want to, first I want to check it, just curiosity, but then once I check it, I have to answer it immediately or I'll forget about it. So I'm trying to keep my business compartmentalized and just kind of figure out like what, when do I want to work on my business and also making sure that whenever I do answer messages and things like that, that I'm in the right headspace. I'm not, I don't have, you know, kids climbing on me, things like that, because I'm not going to answer or be my full self whenever I'm trying to do something else. Um, The other thing that was not necessarily surprising, but, um, was a struggle was just like burnout and overwhelm. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought whenever I wor- started working my business full time that I would have like all this extra time, right? Because you're not working 40 hours on top of that, but yeah. don't worry. I found time to, uh, <laughs> I found ways to, to eat up that time. So there was still a lot of overwhelm and there was mm-hmm. still like moments of burnout where I was just going through the motions and just almost because I felt so overwhelmed that I felt like I still didn't have enough time that I was just doing the bare minimum and not mm-hmm. doing the fun, creative parts and things like that that were what made me love the business in the first place. Yeah, I feel like whenever I first transitioned to full-time in my business, like structure, like staying on task, structure, trying to figure out what works best for me, 
like, because whenever you go to a nine to five, you have your structure. You're supposed to be there at a certain time. You leave at a certain time. You you know your things that you're going to do for the day. But like with your business, you get to make up the rules, which is a blessing and a curse, I guess, because you get to make up the rules. So it's like what works best for you and like when when are you most creative? When are you most motivated? For me, it's in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was one of my biggest things. And I completely like changed my structure of my day a million times to just try to tr- yes. still like figure out what works best for me. And I'm still, even to this day, like trying to figure out, you know, what can I do better in my schedule to make it better for the business. So another thing that I think is important um, for me is to realize that I can't do it all by myself. Um, and I think a lot of business owners need to know that. So, uh, I've enlisted, I actually have a couple of people that help me in my business. Um, I have someone that helps me with like my posting on social media. Um, she's also helped me create like workflows and things like that. So that whenever like uh, clients inquire, they go through my system and you know, there's automated emails and certain things like that, Mm -hmm. that tell them the information that they need that before I was just repeating over and over again, it was taking up a lot of time. Um, and she kind of helped me automate that so that I'm spending more time in the parts of my business that actually need my attention versus the things that can be more automated. So um, definitely one of the things that has helped with overwhelm is just realizing I can't do it on my all yeah. on my own. I feel like a lot of business owners don't yeah. do it on their own. Yeah. Um, like, I remember the first time I hired someone to help me with shirts because that's how we started. It took so much off my shoulders to just have help two hours a week. Mm-hmm. Like, and that helped me to be less overwhelmed in my business. And to be able to, to enjoy it more because you know when you're overwhelmed you're not enjoying whatever you're doing right yeah I have someone um something new that I'm doing this year because editing is one of my sore spots I love editing sneak peeks and I love like being able to like get my work out there and things like that but whenever it comes to editing the full sessions I just feel overwhelmed because yeah. I take a ton of photos mm-hmm. um there's other parts of my business that I would much rather be in like actually being out there with people and talking to people so I have um an assistant my assistant photographer is going to be helping me a couple times a month um with editing some of the full sessions so I'm really excited to see how that goes I think it's going to be great it'll be good for her too because um like it'll be a good learning experience for her to see how like I do things yeah um and yeah I think it's going to be mutually beneficial so I'm really excited about that um the other thing that I wanted to talk about with burnout one of the things that I struggle with a lot is um as a recovering chronic people pleaser (laughs) is this idea that I need to make everybody happy Mm -hmm. and so if there's a time in my business where someone's unhappy um either you know about maybe whatever there's a number of different things Uh, maybe it's lack of communication on my part or uh, maybe their session's taking a little longer than they expected it would or whatever it may be if someone's unhappy with me that's a huge area of overwhelm and burnout for me because my my instinct is to do everything in my power to fix whatever the issue is so that someone's not mad at me um but sometimes that's not the best place for my focus to be. So yeah. I've had to do a lot of work over the past couple of years with almost like affirmations, like kind of talking myself through it. So whenever mm-hmm. I'm getting worked up because someone isn't happy with something 100%, um, yes, it's always important to figure out like what parts of that are true and what parts of that can I fix. But it's really important for me to be able to go back and be like, okay, like you make mistakes. We're all human. We yeah. all make mistakes. You don't have to be perfect. It's okay to mess up. Everyone messes up. Um, and I'm almost going to let myself off the hook a little bit because yeah. that's a, I could really shame spiral um, whenever I feel like I've done made a mistake or done something wrong. We're all going to make mistakes, especially when you're putting yourself out there in business. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. It's 
totally okay. Like, let yourself go. It's all right. (laughs) Yeah. Giving yourself grace. 100%. For sure. Yeah. And you can't make every single person happy. Mm -mm. No. No. And I mean, sometimes it's 100, like, sometimes, um, sometimes I can be like, okay, I understand where I went wrong here. Yeah. Um, I'm very good about taking the blame for things. Um, and you know, sometimes it's rightfully so. I can see my my part in the issue. But then there's sometimes where I'm like, oh, I feel like I did everything right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still unhappy, and that's okay too. Like, yeah, I think it's important to have boundaries around that because if you refund every single person that's unhappy just because you know, just for whatever reason, just so that you don't make someone mad. Yeah. Um, that's another way you're going to get burnt out real quick because it's not mm-hmm. going to be fun whenever you're giving more of yourself than you want to give and you're like sitting there going, I'm only doing this because if not, I'm going to make them mad or I'm going to make yeah. them, you know, they're not going to like me. They're going to say something mean to the, about me to their friends. Then um, you're going to get burnt out real quick. And that, that I think would be the biggest cause of like someone quitting the business completely is whenever yeah. they feel like when they're pleasing people so much that they're giving their whole selves away. Mm-hmm. They're not being authentic at all in their business because they're trying to make everybody else happy. That made me think of something Mm. like pricing related Mm. to burnout. So if somebody's prices are so low, but they're, you know, doing all of this work and they're barely making a profit, I feel like that, have you ever experienced that like first starting out? Yeah. So it's funny you say that because that is, I am a huge cost of doing business nerd. Like I've got calculators and things like that. Um, There's two parts to that though, with cost of doing business. I think like you can sit there with your brain and like analytically figure out how much you need to make. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the like self-worth aspect of it of where you have to get comfortable with, you get, you have to get comfortable with, with charging those prices because Mm -hmm. What I tell photographers starting out, um, because they'll see like other people like posting in, you know, some of the local groups and things like that, $50 sessions for unlimited photos, an hour mm-hmm. and a half. I'm like, okay, there's two types. I feel like most of us starting out, especially in this industry, when they, when we start out, we charge low prices. Yeah. Um, I think that's okay. Um, but two, one of two things happen. Either we are working ourselves to the bone, missing out on time with our families mm-hmm. and we realize, Hey, my time's worth more than that. My family needs me more than that. And we raise our prices or we quit. Yeah. There's, there's no in between. It's one or the other. And I've seen it over and over again with photographers. Either they realize that, I mean, especially with photography, because you're doing a lot of shoots on weekends and yeah. on evenings, um, they realize, Oh my gosh, this is not fun at all because I feel like my time's worth more than this. Mm-hmm. Um, so they either just figure out how to raise their prices or they quit. Yeah. I feel like it's the same with products like boutiques mm-hmm. or, you know, t-shirt companies. Is like whenever people first start out, they think they have to charge the bare minimum to be able to get orders. Because mm-hmm. they want to be the cheapest. They want people to come to them. They want to undercut people that have been doing it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they do they put in all this work all this time, you know, time away from family, and then they're barely making anything, and they're like, well, this isn't even worth it, and then they end mm-hmm. up quitting. Um, so I do think, like, and I feel like a lot of people start out lower. That's okay, like, mm-hmm. as you're first starting, but I think it's important to make sure that once you kind of realize, oh, okay, I can kind of start to charge more now. I know what I'm doing. I have customers, clients. Yeah. Um, to raise your prices and make sure it is worth it for you and that you are making a profit. Yeah, I, I kind of have this formula figured out that I talk to like other photographers about whenever we're mentoring um, and it comes to cost of doing business. Like the first thing we do is we sit down and figure out like how much do you actually need to make. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that go into photography, um, especially for me because 
I'm just a little bougie, yeah. <laughs> a little extra. And so I'm always like buying new client closet pieces mm-hmm. and um, new props and things like that. Um, and so figure out how much your business costs to run, not yeah. just with like props and um, gowns and things like that, but also with taxes because mm-hmm. that's a big one. Yeah. Um, you have to be very, you have to be very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, be very analytical with all that. Like, write it all down. Be very detail-oriented when it comes mm-hmm. to that. Um, so figure out how much you need to make. And then a lot of times whenever my mentors see that price, they're kind of like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm only charging this right now. Like, going to this is scary. And is it Like, I can't do that. Yeah. So we sit down and um, I figure it up on, like, a quarterly, kind of like a quarterly thing. So every quarter we're going to raise your prices mm-hmm. this much. So then by the end of the year, you're going to be making the amount that you need to. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the right way to do it necessarily, but I feel like it works for a couple of reasons because eventually you're going to get to that place where you need to be. Um, even if maybe you're losing a little money along the way. But also I think that each time, each time I have a client that pays my new price, it builds my confidence a little yeah. bit more. So that, that kind of comes in with that like self-confidence um, aspect of it, that self-worth aspect. The more people that pay the price that I'm charging, the more confident I feel raising my prices. So, yeah, yeah, that's something that people can consider. You know, if you're you're going to have to charge enough money to make your business profitable, mm-hmm. there's no way around that. Yeah. But do whatever you need to do to make yourself comfortable with that along the way. Yeah, whenever I raise my prices, I do it like in increments, mm-hmm. like very small not super noticeable. It's not going to shock the customer. Like mm-hmm. with clothing, even it might just be a couple of dollars, um, and they don't blink an eye. Mm-hmm. If it's you know, it's not a huge, huge amount. Well, and if you think about it, like even even if you're not, even if your costs aren't raising, so even if you're paying the same amount that you paid last year for, like even your cost of cost of doing business is the same. Whenever I worked in the corporate world, I got a little bit of a raise every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't a lot, but yeah. you've got to think about that. I mean, raising your prices a little bit every year, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. Like, you're just giving yourself a little bit of a raise because prices of everything else are going up. Yeah. I don't think it's greedy by any means. No. Like, I would rather, I would 100% rather someone charge me the price that they feel like they're worth, mm-hmm. me pay it, and then get an exceptional job um, from that person than for me to pay them a lower amount and then them do, like, a, a half like half-assed job yeah um half-assed job on it because they're like well this isn't worth all my time because yeah they only start paid this when much you don't feel it. valued you don't show up yeah money yeah. is very much an exchange of energy and yeah. if you're not getting the energy in that you're putting out you're not going to put out as much energy yeah. there's no way around that either yeah I've kind of structured my schedule like I'm only I only have to be in my store like two days a week if we're not having an event that week um and then any the way I work best is not like physically being in my store and checking out customers. It's doing everything behind the scenes mm-hmm. and doing all the creative stuff on my computer. So, and I like to work, I'm sporadic. So I like to work from home. You know, if it's a snowy mm-hmm. day, I'm staying home. I'm working. It's fun for me. It's creative. Um, so yeah, that's you know, going back to, it's different for everybody and everybody works different. So have you thought of, have you thought about like whenever the baby gets here, like how, things will be a little different? Like, do you have plans? I mean, you've got plenty of time. Have you thought, like, what are yeah. your plans? Um, so I'm going to hire an extra person for the summer while I'm out. Okay. And um, we have Alicia, which has worked for us before, but she'll be mm-hmm. coming back for the summer because she's a teacher. Yeah. And then we have Emily that'll be working here too. So um, my plan is I'm trying to plan out as much as possible ahead of time because mm-hmm. I'm a planner. But I know you can only plan so much. But the good thing for me is that I can do some stuff 
while at home, you know, mm-hmm. from the computer if needed. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to try to take off as much as possible. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a whole new learning experience for me. It's going to, I think it's definitely going to be a challenge to not work, but yeah, I've never done this before. So (laughs) yeah. And like, I think it's important to like kind of going back to like not judging yourself and doing whatever works for you. Like just don't hold any expectations one way or the other, like have everything planned out so that it's nice and neat and organized Mm -hmm. and you don't have to work if you don't want to. But then like, you know, I mean, if she's sleeping Mm -hmm. and you want to do a little bit of that creative yeah it's it's at this point it's part of who you are yeah so like don't feel bad like oh my gosh like why do I not feel like I want to just watch her sleep 100% of the time that's okay it's okay to want to do little things but don't feel like you have to yeah because I'm like I love what I do and it's fun for me Mm -hmm. so I can't just like completely cut that out right well and something that I found found too is that when I have a um what's the word fulfilling day Mm -hmm. like with whatever I'm doing work-wise I am a much better mom. Like, I am so happy and excited to see the kiddos versus, um, like, whenever I worked from home, um, I was trying to mesh all of my hats. Like, you know, my mom hat and my worker hat, like, trying to mesh it all together. And I was overwhelmed 100% of the time because, you know, they wanted, they need, my. I felt like my kids needed me, mm-hmm. but I needed to be productive. Um, and I wasn't having fun at any of it. So yeah. whenever I have like good days at work and I have a good session, I go home and I get to snuggle my babies and think about how much I love them and focus on them 100% of the time. And then when I'm at work, I get mm-hmm. to be creative and have fun. Yeah. That's kind of like, it reminds me of like how I work in different environments. So I work best like right here in my store at my desk. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't work very well at like in public places like coffee shops because mm-hmm. I do get easily distracted <laughs> um and I end up like talking to people like I'm coming yes. to the coffee shop and you're there and I talk to yeah. you <laughs> I had that conversation with the barista the other day she said we haven't seen you in here lately I'm like well I realized that I, when I came in here to work I didn't work because yeah literally anytime someone I saw like knew would come in I, I'm like ooh, opportunities let's yeah. talk yeah. yeah just realizing like what works for you like you said figuring out when are you most productive um how are you most productive I have um I've realized I'm very productive in the mornings but mm-hmm. I have to work in spurts so I yeah. can't sit down for eight hours I can I I have tried and um my productivity is just what like five percent so just figuring out like what works for me um and I'm still figuring it out I guess it's probably one of those things that you're always going to be tweaking um we're always changing and schedules are always changing and you're going to be figuring out new schedules here pretty soon yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. oh so yeah I think that and when you're doing this, like, not judging yourself about it. That was another big part is, yeah. you know, I was like, well, I should be able to sit down and edit for eight hours and get so yeah. many sessions done. But there's – I can't waste my energy on should abs because that's not how it is. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And some people work best at night. Like, some people are night owls and they are cr- creative at night. That's not me. I'm asleep. I've tried eight. that. I've tried <laughs> that too. And I will sit there staring at the computer like yeah. a zombie. Yeah. So, it's really, like – it varies by person and by business and, you know, what works best for you. It's kind of fun, too, though, um, if you let it be fun. Yeah. And you can get away from, like, the should-haves and the shame and the guilt and stuff like that that you feel for, like, not being able to be like somebody else because you're really able to take a look at yourself and have that, like, extra level of, like, self-awareness and dig into, okay, 
let me think about this. Like, when do I feel the most productive? Or, like, when was a time whenever I got a bunch of stuff done and I felt great about myself? Um, And you get to – it's almost like you get to, like, know yourself better. You get to explore it. And that can be fun if you let it be, I think. Yeah. Regarding burnout, let's talk a little bit more about that. How can – how have you kind of dealt with burnout and – what tips can you give people that are yeah so I think the first thing to do whenever you're feeling burnt out um, or the first thing that I do is like why am I feeling burnt out Mm -hmm. so um, taking a good hard look and like figuring out a lot of times for me burnout comes whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed so I feel like I have a a lot of stuff that has to get done and whenever I have to do something Mm -hmm. um, I automatically start feeling you know stressed out and overwhelmed Um, another aspect of that is um, when I feel like I'm not really being authentic in my business. So what I mean by that is when I'm going through the motions, when I'm not able to be creative because Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, spending all my time worrying about all the things that I have to get done. Or maybe there's, sometimes it's because there's like this extra piece that I need to add into my business. So for me at the end of last year and then, um, well, towards the end of last year, I started working on being a little more authentic in my business and adding in a little bit more of, like other parts of myself and other passions. So um, I've never wanted to be just a photographer. Um, I'm very multi-passionate. I dabble a lot with like spirituality Mm -hmm. and um, I'm a Reiki practitioner. I love to, you know, figure out how to ground myself. I do a lot of, um, I'm working on like meditation and all that kind of stuff. And so um, for me, this year, I'm going to focus a lot on adding some of those pieces back into my business and sharing some of that with clients. So I talk a lot in like my guides and things like that that people get before the session about being grounded, keeping your cell phone in the car, um, turning it off, making it a fun experience. You know, before you leave, I know it can be stressful. I have three kids, and I'm telling you, my kids have the worst case of photographer's child syndrome ever. <laughs> we have not had like a, a, a stress-free um, photo session yet when it comes, you know, whenever it's our family picture. So I know it can be stressful, but just like trying to give yourself plenty of time. Like I don't want people to rush when we talk about scheduling sessions and people are like, Oh, well I get off work at this time and I can have my kids ready in this amount of time. I'm like, "Mm, let's not, let's pick a different day, a day when you have more time. Yeah. So just finding ways to make it like a fun experience. Um, so that when they get to the session they're they have like this good energy about them. Um, and then I, will do my best to like keep them grounded, keep them present, make it fun so that it's not like, it's not so much about me. It's about them and their connection as a family. Mm -hmm. I love whenever people leave my sessions and they like go and get ice cream after and like they can sit down and talk about how much fun they had, that sort of thing. So just adding more of that into my business because that I feel like is, that's, that's like my purpose is to kind of bring people together and create those connections or, you know, kind of make them, almost make them re, kind of make them remember, like, why it is that they love their family, yeah. those sort of things. So, that's awesome. So, you create a whole experience Absolutely. during your sessions. It's not just them getting their, their photos done and they get the product at the end. It's literally an experience that you're giving them and, you know, a memory that they have with their family. That's what I always hope to create um, is an experience um, and in a relationship too. Like I love meeting people. That's, that is my favorite part of the business. Even more than the creativity is getting to meet people, getting to see them the way that they are, see Mm -hmm. them with their family, um, see their family's little quirks and things like that. I love it. Like it's, it's almost like, it's almost like getting a glimpse into their life and like, 
or like watching a TV show. Like it's, yeah. I love it. I love getting to see it. I get like goosebumps thinking about it. A lot of times on the way home from sessions, especially whenever there's like a pretty sunset, like I'll just kind of drive and I'll listen to a song that um, is really uplifting and I'll cry a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like just because I'm so grateful yeah. for being able to do this. That's um, awesome. And that's the, the kind of energy I try to remember yeah. whenever I'm having like rough times and feeling burnt out too. It's yeah. just kind of remembering the reason why I started the business to begin with. Yeah, I think, so whenever I was in college and I was like near the end about to graduate, I had no idea what I wanted to do still. And I was like, okay, so I got out, I got out a blank notebook sheet and I was like writing down all these different aspects, I guess, that I wanted out of a career. And it was always to be able to help people, to be able to be creative and to be able to have freedom. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really realize that that was like, going full-time in my business at the time I thought like oh I have to go out here and find a marketing job with a marketing firm or something like that but when I realized oh crap like what I want out of a career is my business that's when I kind of you know shifted and went full-time in my business um but yeah it's really just figuring out like what lights you up and remembering going back and remembering like what lit you up what helped you to decide that you wanted to do this in the first place yeah absolutely and I love that you mentioned um that you still didn't know what you wanted to do and that you felt like you had like these certain options right like you're like okay so this is I got my business degree because you graduated with your business Mm -hmm. degree and so these are my options this is what people usually do they usually go to a marketing agency or they do this or this um and that's kind of the same thing that I went through whenever I, like, after I graduated high school, I went to college because that's what you should do, right? We don't know what we're going to (laughs) do. And so I spent years and years in college um, changing my major Mm -hmm. officially eight times. (laughs) Really bad. It's it's a family joke at this point because everybody's like, you change your mind a lot. And I used to feel really bad about it, but now I'm like, you know what? Well, it's okay. You're multi passionate. Exactly. So, I mean, it's normal. That's right. <laughs> tell, tell that to my husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that if I could give like anyone that is maybe like, especially if you're in like the college portion, mm-hmm. but this could be for anybody. Um, don't base your decisions on what you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is when you're, I think, it's very important to take your head out of the game, which I know is really weird, and um, a lot of people think it's really risky. But just follow the things that light you up, follow the things that are passionate that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. and then the opportunities that you need are gonna they're gonna present themselves. So like you like you already had the business, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh wait, I've been <laughs> I've been snoozing on my business yeah. right here, but hey, this is what I really want. And for me, you know, I went through so many different career paths, um, thinking okay, where can I see myself? How is this going to work out? Like, where is it going to lead me? Mm-hmm. What can I do with this? And if I had just, like, spent more time enjoying myself and finding, like, classes that I yes. enjoyed, things like that, I would have came I would have came to this conclusion of photography a lot sooner, I think, and being a business owner in general. Yeah. And I think, too, like, not only people in college, but people who are older even, I mm-hmm. see still, like, they're working jobs that they hate. And they think that, you know, I've been here for forever. This is what I'm doing. I have to stick to it. And then, oh, when I retire, I'll do what I love. And I just think that's so sad. Like, you can do what you love today. Mm-hmm. Just figure out what lights you up. What, you know, how do you have fun? And then mm-hmm. how can you, I guess, monetize that as a career Absolutely. or as a business? Um, so, yeah. yeah. 
people settling, um, what you just said, that, that is a hill that I will die on because the idea of someone just like settling with life, um, and, and I will say this because I think it's important to mention because me and my dad were having a conversation the other day and he's like, you know, you know, maybe I don't love every aspect of my job, but that's okay for me because what lights him up is the other parts of his life. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they travel a lot whenever he's off and things like that. And so that's okay. But if you're someone that is sitting at your job and you're like, I hate it here, but I have no other options. Mm -hmm. Even if you're like, I hate it here. I have kids. I have a family to support. Like there are, there are other options. I swear there are. Um, and it's just about finding what it is that you're passionate about and you don't have to just jump right in immediately. You can start small like we did and, um, do it part time. Um, and then, you know, and maybe it'll just stay part time and that's okay too. Maybe it'll just be a hobby and that's all right, but definitely find ways to light yourself up and mm-hmm. be passionate and let your passions lead you because who knows where it's going to lead to. Yeah. Yeah. Anything's possible. And I think sometimes even people, you know, they start, they start a small business and then they're like, ah, uh, okay, I don't know, I'll transit, and then they end up transitioning to a completely different business, mm-hmm. or, you know, like me, I started out making literally, like, decals on cups and t-shirts, and now I'm a clothing boutique. There's, it's okay to evolve, it's okay to switch up what you're doing, too, mm-hmm. um, because, like us, we're very multi-passionate. I feel like a lot of, like, entrepreneur-minded people are multi-passionate, mm-hmm. Um, so it is hard to choose like what you want to do, but know that it's okay to like change and evolve too over time. Yeah. And if you're someone that, um, like me who changed their head, like changes their mind all the time and, um, kind of gets a little slack for it, you can kind of get in that mindset. There was a time, there was a long time where I didn't really trust my decision-making skills. And, um, you know, when I would start to feel my heart pull to a different direction, I would get almost like mad at myself, like, stop it, just stick with this one thing. Um, but within the past, like the past couple of years, I really just learned to follow it and not judge it because it doesn't mean, you know, whenever I'm getting burnt out with photography, um, it doesn't mean that, oh gosh, like here it comes, I'm going to quit photography and then, you know, do something else. I'm going to be a quitter. It just means that I need to figure out how to, it's time for almost like it's time for a level up. Mm -hmm. So what can I do to be more? authentic my business what can I add to my business what side business can I start because I mean you're not just you're not just a boutique owner you have Mm -hmm. multiple businesses um so what can I do to really keep that like light that fire again and um keep that energy alive yeah so speaking of like let's talk a little bit more about like being authentic in your business yeah so I think that in business um, especially in the photography industry, uh, but I feel like in any business, there's like a lot of imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of learning by example, which is a good thing. I learning by example, that's how I do it. But um, when you're watching everybody else and how they do things, mm-hmm. you can get caught up in being like, this is the only way to do it. Yeah. And if I'm not doing it this way or it's not working for me this way, then it's not right. Like, I'm, I must be wrong. There must be something wrong with me. And that's not the case. I think that I've learned over the past couple of years that the way that I learn best and the way that I, um, the way that, the way that works best for me is to just take all of these different examples and then pull the pieces from that that works for me and to create something completely different. Um, so, you know, maybe I love that you get up in the mornings and work on your business for a couple of hours. And so that's something that I can incorporate, but maybe I don't love 
or maybe, you know, another aspect of something that you do doesn't work for me. And that's okay. Yeah. So I can pull the pieces, like whenever I watch you work or things like that or whoever, um, pull the pieces that work for me mm-hmm. and then just leave the rest. I tell people all the time, like whenever, cause I do some mentoring, I've done mentoring for other photographers. Um, and even in general conversations, and before I give people advice pretty much anymore, I'll say, I want you just to listen to what I say, take whatever resonates with you, and then just leave the rest. Yeah. Because it's not, if it's not right for you, it's not right for you. It works for me, but it doesn't have to work, have to work for you. So that's kind of the mantra that I take with me um, whenever it comes to being authentic in business is just take the pieces that work for you or that mm-hmm. resonate with you and then just let the rest of it just leave your brain. Yeah. Forget it. I say this all the time in my podcasts is like, Take, take what I'm saying, but know that it's different for every person, mm-hmm. every business. You can like literally copy and paste exact step-by-step from like a huge successful business and mm-hmm. it might not turn out the same. Um, you might have to tweak some things because every person's different in the way you work, the way you know you create, the way you're motivated, all of that stuff. Yeah, and then the other piece of it, I'm, I'm very big on energy and mm-hmm. like the energy that you put into things. And if something doesn't resonate with you, but you're doing it anyways, um, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be putting the wrong, it's not your energy that you're putting out. Basically, you're trying to put out somebody else's energy and it's going to feel false. It's going to feel phony, um, to not only to you, but also to your, your followers or your clients. Um, I felt that I've done, you know, different MLMs before and, um, I don't hate on MLMs by any means, but a lot of times when they have like these like scripts and things like that that are made to help people um, that maybe aren't, you know, maybe they're uncomfortable with coming up with their own scripts, things like that. It always felt, I just couldn't do it. (laughs) It always felt authentic. Right. right? It didn't feel good to me. If if what I'm putting out into the world doesn't feel good to me, it's not going to feel good to my clients and followers too. So you feel like you're doing something just because you have to, or because so-and-so does it. Um, It's not, don't do anything that you don't feel comfortable doing because it's not going to work, I promise. Yeah. Or, you know, if you see someone doing something, maybe add your own twist to it because, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the best the best things are made from, like, you just throwing stuff out the wall and seeing if it sticks. And it could be just, like, a total different version of something that you've seen somewhere else. Yeah, it's funny because, like, every major... Every major, like, great thing in my life, I feel like it almost just kind of happened. And yeah. that sounds so weird. But, like, with photo- like with photography, I was like, I'm just going to see what happens. I'm going to try. And if it, yeah. if it didn't work out, like, no pressure, no big deal. And then, like, here I am now. And I'm like, wow, if I hadn't if I hadn't have done that, um, where would I be? Yeah. Same, like, with starting my business. I remember driving down the road. And I was looking All the good up, ideas come uh, when you're driving down the yes. road. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. And I was, the farmer's daughter was on the radio and I was looking up, I was about to pull him up to my parents' house and I was looking up on the hill at their farm and I was like, I'm going to start a business. It's going to be called the farmer's daughter. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But I really, I just started it as, you know, like a hobby thing to mm-hmm. earn extra money. I didn't really think it would be like an actual business. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I got started. And it was just this thing that popped in my head, like a download, I guess. Yes. And I just ran with it. I didn't really think, you know, I didn't think about it. I just did it. I feel that way sometimes with like um, pictures, like pictures or sessions. Like sometimes I'll create something, I'll create an image or something. And like people are like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like, how did you do it? I'm like, I swear, I feel like it came from someone else. Like it just, like you said, it was like, it was almost like a download ideas Mm -hmm. or uh, like this, you know, it can be for anything. So like I did, you know. Uh, a creative session for myself when I was getting burnt out over the um, fall and during the fall 
And um, whenever I started editing the photos, like I was getting butterflies and things like that, which is great. That's what I want in my business. I want to be like excited about it and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I have no idea. Like, how did I create this? This doesn't even think it came from me. Yeah. It's so funny. I think that's important to note too, for all of you listening is like, if you just like out of nowhere, just have this idea and it's like a download and you're like, oh, wow, just run with it. Like, don't even think about it. Just run with mm-hmm. it because it was put in your head and your heart for a reason. And you never know. It could turn out to, like, literally be your career. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, even with, like, small ideas. Like, th- last week I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a monogram sweatshirt pre-order. We've never done anything like this before in um, Hometown Honey. But, like, with confetti sleeves, we just got in this new, like, confetti sleeve stuff. So I'm just going to put it out there, see how it goes. And it went really well, really successful. And it's just this thing I just literally came up with. Those sweatshirts are super cute. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) But it's just crazy. Like, the most random things will come in your head, and then you just run with it. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it's really successful. But that's entrepreneurship is just... And like in, in continuing to trust that because I think that that little voice um, is your intuition. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I changed my mind so many times that I, I stopped listening to that voice. Yeah. And it's the safe zone to live in, right? But it's also when you don't listen to your intuition and you don't take those little risks, um, it's boring. And you're not – you're settling for life. You're not really like living up to your full potential. Yeah. So do it. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay. That's probably – it doesn't work out, but it doesn't mean that it didn't work out because yeah. it's probably just a learning opportunity or it could be a stepping stone to something else. Like maybe mm-hmm. you try something and the idea or whatever it was doesn't work out like you thought it would, but then maybe you meet like a another business owner or something, somebody else through it and then you guys create a relationship that brings something great on down the road. Like don't, yeah. don't judge yourself um, or your ideas too quickly, yeah. I guess. Just go with it. Yeah, sometimes when I, like, will launch, like, a new product or something new and it didn't really go as well as I thought, Mm -hmm. I just kind of look back, see what I could do maybe a little bit better, Mm -hmm. tweak it a little bit, and then relaunch it or put it out there again. And, you know, yeah, sometimes it's just doing things a little bit different or at a different time or... Right, yeah, and you're not going to get... I mean, you're not going to get it right. Not every single thing that you put out into this world is going to be a huge success. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it was a failure either. It just meant, like you said, like maybe it's just... It's something that you can look back on and tweak, um, figure out what worked good, what didn't, um, relaunch it later. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe you just learn something through that experience that you can take on to something else, something yeah. bigger. Okay, so moving forward in 2022 <laughs> can't believe it's 2022 it's crazy i love this time of year though i love playing. i do too i do too it's like a fresh start everybody else is like christmas is my favorite i'm like yeah but what about the beginning of the year yeah <laughs> so for 2022 how do you plan to be your most authentic self in your business yeah, so I think that there's already been a lot of things that I put into play that I talked a little bit about as far as like just adding in more of that spirituality aspect mm-hmm. into my sessions, making them more purposeful, um, which is really a huge passion of mine, um, just kind of helping people. I don't know. I've always wanted to be in like feel like an expert without mm-hmm. feeling like, what's the word? Like, I love the idea of being an expert on stuff, but I don't like calling myself an expert if that makes sense without like, having a big head, I yeah. guess. Um, so just taking those little like pieces of information, things like that, that I've learned about like, um, being grounded and, um, being like centered and having a good experience and having a good energy, like bringing that into my business and bringing that to my clients as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something that I've already started putting into play with like adding in, um, 
my business manager, um, the one that has helped me with my workflow, yeah. she's helped me create like some different guides to send to clients before their sessions that talk about how to, you know, have a grounded session, how to bring your energy into that session and make it really make them their authentic selves during the session to make them more happy and grounded and calm versus stressed out and like, okay, everybody stand up and look at the camera and smile. Yeah. So that's one piece. Um, the other piece is just really following, listening to and following my intuition. So for me, that looks like giving myself time to be quiet. Mm-hmm. I love to talk. <laughs> I love to move. I don't. I hate being still. And so um, I've been working really hard on like meditating, journaling, um, trying to listen to myself, my intuition, and then following that. But being slow about it because yeah. a lot of times I rush into things um, or, you know, I'll, I'll start something. So I'll like listen to my intuition and start something. And then I start second guessing myself. And so I'll stop. So really trying to trust myself, trust my intuition um, and just learn more about me and then put that into the business yeah. and feeling doing that unapologetically. Awesome. Yeah. Like what about that. you? Do you have any plans for being more authentic so, this year? I feel like this year, obviously, since I'm having a baby, mm-hmm. is it's going to be a lot of change. And so for me, it's probably going to, I feel like one of the hardest things is going to be like disconnecting from my business mm-hmm. at times. And also like, like remembering to enjoy and have fun still um, and yeah. just to enjoy every little moment. So that's, I feel like that's really going to be my... I think that, um, which I know this is a business podcast, but yeah. one thing that I always tell like moms or new moms is like, I feel like at least for me that, um, each kiddo that I had, like each birth was really like a rebirth for me too. Mm-hmm. And that sounds so weird and so corny. I know, but when you like become a mom, there's this whole, I don't know, it just changes every, everything's still the same, but it changes and it's not a scary thing. So I know it sounds scary to be like, everything's going to change. Like yeah. everything. And that might not be the case, but like, you're just, you're going to have, it's almost like you put on a new set of glasses mm-hmm. and then you see everything for this new set of glasses. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know. The world's going to be more beautiful. Um, it's going to be more challenging. But I'm just, I'm so excited for you to move into this <laughs> next, like, part of life. It's so exciting. Yes. I'm excited and nervous at the same time. But, That's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a good year. It is. Yeah. It's going to be a good year. It is. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and experiences today thank on the podcast. You. Thank you for inviting me. I am I can't tell you like how grateful I wrote on the top here. I have a little, um, I have a notebook out with some uh, notes and the daily gratitude. It says, uh, I'm, I'm grateful for the podcast and for Erica and our friendship. So <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I'm so happy to be here. So thank you for inviting me on. Yes, of course. We've been talking about this for a little bit. We have. So it's and good to finally do it. We both kind of got yeah. sidetracked a couple yeah. times. We're very busy people. That's okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Um, tell, no tell our listeners like where they can follow you. Yeah. Um, so I am on Instagram, um, Frolic Bloom, I believe is how it's listed. If you type in Frolic and Bloom, you'll probably find it too, though. Um, and then also on Facebook at Frolic and Bloom Photography. And I have a website, which is just frolicandbloom.com. So I'd love to see everybody there. Um, I definitely try to share a lot of myself on there. Um, and that's another way I'm going to be authentic. This next year is just sharing more mm-hmm. of myself on there. I always I have this uh, 
I always feel like people just know me and then I realize I'm like, oh, I have all these followers that don't even like, I've never even met before. So yeah, I definitely want to share more of that with you guys, but, um, I'm an open book and I want people to, I want to give my knowledge out and then hopefully people can pick little pieces out that help them and better their lives too.